Recorded live. Now home of the Electric Dragons. Fragments of Silicon. Yes, that is the name of the show. Well, I, that was the second part of the thing that the theme song cut in before I said sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You paused. I know. My reaction is to go on pause. Yeah. No, anyway, that's pro- probably a good reaction. Anyway, people focus here. Anyway, so welcome to another special broadcast of Fragments of Silicon. Uh, this is our fifth uh, review of a game that we have featured on our program. This Yay. This is also going to be, well, something of, uh, okay, so this is... game first for this, so... Yeah, so, okay, the game this time around is uh, Serpent in the Staglands. You might remember we featured an interview with the creators of this game in January? I believe so. Yeah. And, well, Hannah and Joe were nice people. Like, uh, among my more favorite guests of last season... So this is going to make this episode kind of awkward because, well, when I get down to it, this wasn't a good game. You know, it, it's like I, I, it, this is something I didn't want to say. I, I was expecting to put like tens and tens of hours into this uh, game because it is a CRPG invoking previous eras, like the golden age of, uh, of CRPGs, as we discussed in the said interview. Yeah, one of the reasons why you want to do it during the break, so you yeah. have time to actually throw into it. Yeah. I only put about four or five hours into the whole thing because, well, all right, th- there is no other way to put it. This game got released too soon, and I don't think anyone would argue against it. Now, there- Are we talking game-breaking glitch too soon or just really hard to play too soon? Kind of both. Yeah, column A and column B. Yeah, because, okay, this game has had 11 major patches since its release a few weeks ago, and it's still not up to snuff for a lot of people. Like, it's gotten better, it's gotten a lot better, and, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, Matt Barton of Matt Chat, because he was uh, playing the game and he was planning on reviewing it, and we kind of reached the same conclusion that this game wasn't ready for prime time. You know, it, you know, and it's not just like the glitches and the bugs. Like, there are some design problems here as well. Like, uh, this is, uh, like, you know, there are certain elements of the old school that got left behind for a reason. Such as having to go seven layers deep in your menu to find things that you need to use regularly. That wasn't one of the serpents in the stack problems, though. Oh, okay. No, I was just thinking of... Sorry, I shouldn't have interjected with that. It's just an example of something that's a problem in some of the old games. No, it's like... No, everything was pretty streamlined and uh, understandable 
you know, in terms of, you know, what what buttons did which. You know, in fact, there was there would have been more features I wanted to see in this. Like, the character creation system was okay, but it really didn't have the degree of freedom that I was expecting, but, you know, maybe that was just a budgetary thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's more, okay, this is a game that punished exploration. Like, if you went too far in, like, the wrong direction, all of a sudden a whole bunch of, you know, hard enemies would come out and just stomp you. Mm-hmm. And I'll note, this isn't just a problem with classic CRPG. Hell, like, Skyrim would do this shit. And some games do it, like, I think Fallout does it early in the yeah. game, where, like, to, to guide you to where to start, but it's different to do that right when you're starting out and after you've already put in a lot of stuff. Yeah, hell, hell it was more... I, you know, it's like, my characters would get curb-stomped around the starting area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... Uh, you know, it's like, also, healing was kind of an issue with the, uh, depending on the kind of build you made. You know, it's like, yeah, healing spell wasn't so bad, but, it, you know, uh, it's like there was no camping feature. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there, was, there was a feature where you could hit a button and you'd rest. You know, granted, how it usually worked in RPGs was, you know, th- you could rest in all, uh, you could rest places, but you might be uh, in danger of encountering enemies. Yeah. You know, unless you were in a. Or if an enemy came up on you with an automatic critical. Yeah. And you know, it's like, you know, in talking with my friend about this game, you know, it's like some of the later, later puzzles are apparently kind of obfuscated unless you have like this booklet that uh, came with the kick if you're a Kickstarter backer. I can't really speak to that because, unfortunately, I could not, you know, it's like, I, I know it might seem that, uh, that this, you know, that I did, you know, that I might not be qualified to speak on it, this game because I didn't put all that much time. I didn't put that much time because I found this game unplayable. Because I haven't even addressed the worst of the problems with this game. It's like, you know, the two things that really killed it for me were the long load times. This is still something that I know hasn't been fixed yet. Uh, it, you know, it's like transitioning from an area would take like 30 to 45 seconds. And loading, loading times is bad, especially in games that aren't on discs. Yeah. And here's the thing. There's no quantifiable reason I can think of why, you know, an area should take that amount of time to load. Because this is not a graphically intense game. I'm not playing Fallout New Vegas or something like that. This is a game that is invoking the era of 90s CRPGs. Yeah, of yeah. the many things that this game uh, looks like from Ultima, was it 8? Mm-hmm. 7? Whatever. Yeah. It, looks, it looks graphically very similar when you're uh, in terms of the harsh isometric uh the sort of low res high detail kind of sprites where they make everything proportionally to it's one it's a particular style of sprite you see that some of the Castlevania games do where they make the people there aren't many sprites in a person but they still try to keep everything in exactly the proportion so you don't get a ton of facial detail and stuff yeah but the okay. Sorry, I got I went way too no, long into that. No, 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 that's fine. That that was actually good. You know, there are some positives about this game, which I'll get to. But 
okay, the, the one that killed it for me was the scrolling. You know, I, I'm not sure if this is a problem with everyone, but I have never had a CRPG give me as much problem with the scrolling as this thing did. Like, mo- moving from side to side wasn't too bad, but when I tried to move up or down, the, the, the screen would get stuck. Well, I couldn't scroll at all. I had to forcibly use the arrow keys in order to scroll the camera around. Yeah, and I think there's another problem that they said that they, they're going to address at some point. You know, it's like, because, and this was announced a couple of days ago, uh, Serpent in the Staglands is getting an expansion. You know, it's getting more content, although they haven't quite unveiled what that's going to entail. But, you know, and there are things I still legitimately like about this game. I mean, uh, you know, it's like I still like the setting. I, I still like the whole Bronze Age uh, Romanian uh, landscape aesthetic to the whole game. I like that, like, it's not using traditional fantasy tropes. You know, like, you're not playing as a rogue, a you know, a wizard, a fighter, necessarily. I mean, your character is a spice merchant, you know. And it's like, I wish I could have seen more of that before the problems with the game got too much. Like, you know, it's like the combat was okay. You know, some people had a problem with the combat. It's like, here, you know, here's the thing. The combat is a hybrid of, you can play it either turn-based or you can play it uh, real-time. I have seen many games do this. You know, it's not a big hassle. Just hit the space bar and pause the game and plot out all your moves. You know, mm-hmm. the spell system was interesting. Uh, the you know, it's like, uh, and I like the attribute system. You know, the more you know, the more uh, like, the more points you had into say woodworking, the more you could figure out about that or the communication system. Uh, but, you know, it's like, like I said, I, I really wanted to like this game. And it's not just that this game is half-baked, either. It's, there are so many other uh, CRPGs I could recommend at this, po- uh, at this point. And not just in the classic sense, you know, because we've now reached the point where uh, you know, like all those kick- remember all those Kickstarter uh, CRPGs that were in development? Well, a whole bunch of them have come out. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know, I cannot recommend this game over the likes of, say, Wasteland 2, um, Divinity Original Sin, jeez, uh, oh, uh, Pillars of Eternity, Age of Wonders 3, and so on and so forth. Hell, it's like you know, or this, and this game kept reminding me of uh, a games made by another company called Spiderweb Software. Been trying to get them on the show, but uh, you know, no luck there since then. And I'm like, this is probably also going to be a pretty short review because I don't really have much more to say about this game right now, other than you know, it's the last day of the scene, Steam sale, the the. Uh, at the time of this recording, so you can get it for. Uh, I don't have this up here. Well, while I'm doing that, uh, Petty Fan, what did you think of this game since you played? Um, 
I really wanted to get into it because there was a time a couple of years ago, all I would do was sit down and play CRPG. Mm-hmm. But for the life of me, I couldn't get myself invested in it. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't. I don't know if it was the camera problems I was having or if it was just all the exposition dump at the beginning. Yeah. But something is I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I have, like, less than an hour in the game. Yeah. And, all right, so Serpent in the Staglands is currently going for fifteen ninety nine. That's a, that's 20% discount because as a you know, Steam sales going on, it's regular price is $19.99. This is... I cannot recommend this game for 20 bucks right now. You know, it's like maybe five, ten dollars if you were willing to wait. Because I, I'm figuring they'll eventually get this game into a, you know, a, a playable state. But I the problems would be fixable with a lot of work and development. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like something that's unfixable. Yeah. Nothing in the game seems like it's, oh, well, borked forever. You have to wait till a sequel comes out. Yeah. And, and I guess this game has been somewhat successful because if it's getting more content and expansion pack and all that, because uh, there has been no buzz on Serpents in the Staglands. Like, uh, you know, uh, like, like, we're one of the few outlets that's actually reviewing this game. And it always pains me when I have to t- talk negatively about a product we feature on the show because you know, even though our you know, audience might not be big, people do listen to us and you know, will base their purchasing on our recommendations. And, you know, like Serpent in the Stagland is not something I could uh, willingly place in our curation queue, for example, because of uh, because of how just how poor the offering has been served up, you know, it, it's like you know even if you're into the content, like I, I just can't get over the fact that is, this game was released in this state, or, or no, it was released in a much worse state and had to take you know a lot of development time to get up to the level it is now. Did you find any information on what the previous uh, updates have been? Uh, let me um, there's an update log on Steam. Yeah, I was going to say, let me, let, me, let me see what the update logs have to say. Because that could be an interesting uh, in, insight into the kind of progress they've made so far on. So, yes, yeah, okay, problems. so June 16th was the last update they made. You know, they're on version 11. Okay, version 11 includes user-requested UI additions for ease of use and a, sl- a slew of minor updates. Steam available patches up and full games are available for the standalone shortly. Uh, GOG should be getting it tomorrow. Yeah, UI additions, uh, updated spellbook and war, war book for proccing information numbered with every X. Yeah, selecting existing save field no longer blank, has a blank save slot name. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of uh, minor updates. Here's a bunch of UI updates, other minor updates. You know, it's like, you know, that's a whole bunch of uh, tweaks, uh, uh, fixes. And 
their uh, their sixth patch happened earlier uh, this month. You know, and if you're interested in all this information, it's all there in the Steam updates. You know, yeah. Uh, this, this, this is all kind of not only not so much, not only beyond the scope of this review, but it's also very boring. If I read, read it all out. Right. If you want to go look through it, you can just go look it up on Steam. Just search Serpent in the Staglands and scroll down to Update History. Okay, yeah, it's just... I was just curious to see if there's anything obvious that would be an insight into how they changed stuff. Right. And... You know, like I said, I hate to end this review on such a dour notes. Well, Adam, here's one thing. Would you think about looking at this game again in, like, say, a few months' time and see if it's gotten better? I guess. Uh, no, bitch. We're not Royal Realm reborning this one. It's just over now. I, I guess, but my experiences with this game have just drained me of any enthusiasm I've ever played with again. Mm. You know, it's like it could get it could get into a playable state, but I, it, it's like I could I, I could be playing other games at that point. right. So as kind of the final word on this right now, because you know. Maybe we'll revisit it, like if it has a major expansion. Like, honestly, we don't have a policy in place for that. Maybe we'll, like, maybe we'll do that for Triple Night when the expansion packs come out. That, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, this is a, you know, this is a review of the game as it is now in this moment of time that it's being recorded. That's kind, of, you know, that, that's kind of how you review things. You know, I can't review what might be in a couple months. I can only review what is here and what is here. Uh, well, my final verdict is if I have to put a number attached to it, about a four out of ten. You know, mm. it's like the core. You know, like the, I, I liked the core of the game, but there were just too many uh, technical issues. There was. There was just too much of that that around uh, this game, Serpent in the Staglands, for me to really get into it. And, like, as for me, I really can't grade it because I wasn't able to get in enough to really see what the game was about. Yeah. You know, it's like... Well, well the fact that I had to stop... That I stopped playing because the technical issues were too frustrating for me to continue... It is all that I, I really need to say at this point. Like, at best, wait for this game to go on sale again in maybe the fall Steam sale, maybe the winter Steam sale, and maybe it will be up to playable snuff. But, in, you know, until that point, uh, your money's better spent on something like Pillars of Eternity or uh, Avenarium, like, like, there's just so many other choices there right now. 
and I think this is, this might be why this game nobody's talking about it. Well, maybe not nobody, but like this game, uh, it hasn't been featured in a lot of outlets yet, and this may be the reason. Uh, I couldn't say that, but yeah. Ultimately, I can't recommend this game. And, you know, Hannah and Joe, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry I had to uh, give this game such a verbal thrashing. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have to be honest with my listeners. You know, when it comes to the games we feature on uh, on this program. You know, know, it's like, I don't believe in, you know, know, we're we're not trashing a game just because we hate it or anything, but, you know, it's more, if people are going to use us as a guide to buy shit, you know, we got to be upfront about that, you know, and, and, you know, it's not just showcasing the good, it's calling the bad, bad. And detailing why it's bad uh, for the benefit of our listeners. So on that note, uh, hopefully the next review will be, you know, more positive. But unless anyone else has any final thoughts on this. All right. Well, until Wednesday, all we can do is wish you good gaming.